Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Hit him with it. One second. <laughs> oh, wait. We don't have we're back. Oh, <laughs> we don't have we're back. Uh, welcome back to Gridiron Zero's podcast. Uh, I am your host, Lucas Scott, with your co-host, uh, as always. Al Scott. Uh, yeah, we, we started this show about an hour after we <laughs> decided we were going to because we we're trying to uh, figure out a new tool for the show uh as lucas alluded to yes not coming in clutch so far uh hit him with something else look at me when you're talking <laughs> to me that's right we implemented a soundboard we have a couple sound drops that we're going to be using throughout the show uh this week we're, we're a kneecap off <laughs> we're uh we're playing it off an ipad right now because i <laughs> We're playing it off an iPad right now because I lost my laptop, which is a huge issue in my life at the moment. The production today is an absolute train wreck. It, so um, This whole podcast is uh, going to be one for the books. You know what, though? We do have a lot of good content planned for it as we figure yeah. out the soundboard here. You want to hit them with uh, the little schedule we got yeah, today? Yeah, so uh, in general news, we're talking about Josh Gordon and his reinstatement. Uh, we're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence signing his new deal, the Dallas Cowboys getting hard knocks. Uh, and then we'll be getting into uh, a fun little topical segment uh, where we kind of discuss what team would be the best if all four teams from a division were combined into one. And then uh, in the Lions segment, we're going to be talking about a couple headlines coming out about uh, this man. Bear me. Oh, oh. <laughs> not out Helms. Not out Helms. Uh, this man. We're going to kick you in the teeth. Dan Campbell. Our Dan Campbell. Dan, our boy. Uh, Lions head coach Dan Campbell. A couple uh, interesting headlines coming out uh, about him this past week. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Uh, hit me with some air horns, Al. That's right. It's the uh, general news segment of the show. That was the most dude bro thing that's ever happened on this football <laughs> podcast to this point. Um, uh, let's start out with uh, let's start out with hard knocks. Yeah. Okay. I uh, of of all these uh, topics this week for general news, this one is um, honestly the most boring. I feel like you think. Well, okay. So if you don't know, uh, the Cowboys have been selected to be. The next team of Hard Knocks this year. Let's even take a step further back. Uh, Hard Knocks is an HBO show. Right. Uh, I think this is the 20th year that they're doing it. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, wow. Yeah, 20th anniversary. Uh, and it basically just gives you an in-depth look at a team's training camp. And uh, not now with, you know, in the internet age and behind the scenes features and, and all sorts of coverage on social media, maybe that doesn't sound like that thrilling of a thing. But back yeah. in the day. It was a it was a big I still deal. Find it, it's still super super good. Well, it's always really well done, yeah. like edited really nicely, it and is. like you know, it's a fun watch. But the last couple, I feel like they've just they've done such a bad job of picking interesting I couldn't teams. Even tell you who the last couple of ones were, but the Cowboys are back for their third yeah third uh, the venture team. on the show. They're the only team to ever have. <laughs> They're the only team to have the show three times. Uh, they only pick one individual team, so it's always a big deal when a team gets selected. They've done, uh, God, I don't even know how many teams they've done so far, but well, there have already been teams that have been on there multiple times. Yeah, Cowboys are the most. Cowboys are the most with three. I think uh, the Steelers have been selected a couple times. Uh, I feel like the Rams were selected almost back to back years. Well, they had that one year, which I I didn't even watch any of it. It was the year that they had the Rams and the chargers because they were both la oh that was really recent wasn't i think it? that was the the one before last year because they didn't do one last year because of yeah. covid i'm pretty sure yeah so that was the last season of hard knocks i guess the reason i think it's so boring is obviously number one because they've been on it three times but like they're there's not a lot of off-season storylines that are really spicy with that team and that's what makes these really good like i remember the cleveland browns one really stood out to me a couple of years ago because they 
They had just it was super gone one and fifteen. They went oh and sixteen the year before, and then they took Baker and who is you know is one of my favorites, number one overall. Uh, just for, like a really interesting time in Cleveland Browns history, and like that was a nice little snapshot into that. And with the Cowboys, I mean, the only storyline I can really think that's any has any sex appeal is like oh Dak's back. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I think Dallas might be lacking that a little bit, but I'm excited to see uh, more of Amari Cooper, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, a couple of the offensive people. We get to see Micah Parsons a lot Who more. You were just slobbering over in the draft yeah, process. You were really, I was. Really I hoping really he would was. be a Dan Campbell. He seems like a Dan Campbell kind of guy. You know, he seems like somebody that would kick you in the teeth. Yeah, he seems like somebody that would kick you in the teeth. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for it. I think I'm. Excited for it purely because we didn't get one last year. I almost forgot about it. Yeah, as I we're talking too. about it here. Yeah, uh, I also think that it's a little bit more interesting because you have a team that is coming off a six and ten record. When I don't think they are truly a six and ten team. Obviously, they lost a ton of games because they were starting absolute no names at quarterback. I couldn't even tell you who they start. We're starting at quarterback. Well, for. I know Dalton played until he got Dalton, hurt. And then yeah. I, I believe Ben DiNucci. DiNucci finished That's off right. last year. Ben DiNucci. I I just remember too that a, a big part of why they do select who they select is there are rules like you can't be back to back. You can't have been I believe a playoff team. I don't think it can be the first year for a head coach. That too. Yeah. So you do have a limited, I guess, pick of of teams. But I'd be curious to see who was eligible at this point because literally just popped up on the radar. I was like, oh, yeah, Paradox. Yeah, no, that was uh, that did 100% come out of left field. Uh, they almost did one on the Lions a couple seasons ago. And, man, that would have been just horrendous. Was that uh, in the Patricia yes. era? Yeah. I think it was year two that they were yeah. talking about that being yeah. a thing. Yeah. That would have been so bad. This is insane, you it, fool! Exactly. <laughs> you know what we 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 know what we don't want. Our hard knocks doesn't want. Our hard knocks does want. I want winners. They want winners. One hundred percent. They don't give a sh- about the Detroit Lions. No, they don't. And honestly, one of the only teams like, has not appeared on yeah, the program. By the yep. way, I don't think the Patriots the have. Which I mean, like that makes total sense because it's it's Spygate over Bel- there. Belichick will not allow cameras. Only his cameras could be around those premises, right? And other teams, yeah. Premises. Anyways, kind of excited. We'll see what happens as it unfolds. I'm sure we'll touch on some of the episodes when they come out, and uh, let's move on to our next thing. Yeah, uh, let's talk Josh Gordon. Uh, one of the <laughs> An- another another prime candidate for, for yep. <laughs> Josh Gordon submits his reinstatement into the NFL. They have to review it and see uh, if if uh, they deem him worthy of playing in their league, uh, which uh, he's been suspended numerous times for substance abuse. Uh, abuse. Um, I think for a majority, it's been weed. Um, so you can't – the NFL just – you cannot have – uh, you know, you cannot be smoking dope in the NFL. No. You can hit women and serve like a six-game suspension, right. but smoking weed is where they draw the line. Ty- Tyreek Hill can um, be an abusive monster to his child and yeah. um, and his child's mother, but um, yeah, he doesn't miss any time. No, no. Same thing with Adrian Peterson, former Detroit Lion. But uh, yeah, uh, Josh Gordon, who I, this blew my mind. I had no idea because this is just not on anybody's radar. Uh, but he was playing in the fan controlled league that like airs on Twitch. Oh man. Have you heard of that? I I've heard about it. I don't know anything about it. Though. He is probably the it, probably the second biggest name behind Manzel who's playing in there. Uh but just a f- absolute joke of a organization. Were they on the same that. team? Yeah. That's hilarious. Cleveland Browns reunite. Yeah. Uh, in this fan controlled league, if you're unfamiliar, it, it's you. you <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, fans pick the plays, pick the players, uh, pick like the coaches and all this other crap. Uh, it's just it's so bizarre. But he was playing in there, um, I think, for the past couple of months. Uh, he was set to come back, uh, I believe, last year. Um in like the last couple of weeks of the regular season to the Seattle Seahawks. 
And then I think he had uh, a bit of a relapse. So they, they suspended him indefinitely. Yeah, well, you know, hold on. The, another thing about this too, like Josh Gordon, he didn't only miss time in the NFL because of substance abuse. He's also had a lot of mental health issues, which has made him uh, be out of games and like miss time and stuff. And I, I wasn't too familiar with that. No, I mean that's, and I think that's why where the substance abuse issues kind of stem from. Okay, it seems like uh, yeah. so. He's a guy who it seems like he gets his shot to come back. He plays, you know, before when he would come back, he'd like light it up, yeah, and then he would just be out again. Now the last couple of resurgences we've had of him, it's been like, oh, he's just he's lining up on the field and he's getting yeah. a couple catches and it's not he's not doing anything insane. Nothing special any, yeah. anymore, I feel like. Um he's just a viable wide receiver. So in a time where it seems like everyone's starting to loosen up on marijuana and being more aware of mental health issues, I feel like it shouldn't be such an arduous process for him to get back into the league. I, yeah. he's had to deal with this with this stuff for god i don't know eight, eight seasons eight nine years. seasons yeah so like it this should be the easiest time for him to get back in i feel like maybe if th- there's like a hiccup because he's had so many prior like offenses i guess against the league maybe mm-hmm. that makes his situation harder but it's an interesting time with all that stuff going on right now so i'll be curious to see how quickly if he does get back in the league how quickly it will happen yeah it's super interesting too because maybe the nfl uh does reinstate him in hopes that it it uh, kind of gives them a positive light, considering that the uh, Olympics just kicked that female runner out yeah. for testing positive. Yep, and everybody's like, "What the hell?" Well, there's it's it's not, totally different. Not but, not to bring in like the com- the conversation about Colin Kaepernick, but like there's these obvious things the league could be doing, like yeah. getting Kaepernick a backup role on a team, like. You know, they could be doing that. They could be doing this thing for Josh Gordon. It's like an obvious thing they could do, like right. boost their image, I guess. But I think that there are lines in the sand that the, that the owners or the t- teams just like don't want to cross. And yeah. I feel like he's kind of still. That's what I was going to say. I don't think line. it's. Well, I, I do think that it was the NFL's fault that Kaepernick didn't have a job. But at this point, I don't think it's on them. I think it's on the owners and the general managers. So do you think he'll he'll be back in the league? Not Kaepernick. Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I think Josh Gordon will be back in the league. And would it be with Seattle if he was? To, like, uh, I think join? he would technically be a free agent. Okay, so he can go wherever. I can't think of a lot of teams who would be interested in his services at this point. I don't really know. Nah, they'll he'll have some phone calls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you think I do like Arizona? I feel like they're just scooping everybody up. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Detroit Lions could use some help. We definitely could. That's a great point. Hey, that weed's legal here. <laughs> yeah, weed's legal here. Yeah. So, um, as long as you can bite some kneecaps, you're welcome. Yes, absolutely. We're going to bite a kneecap off. <laughs> um. All right. Our final little uh, little bit here is Trevor Lawrence who just signed his rookie contract. He's going to start reporting. I don't know if he was reporting or not. No, uh, he was going to camp. There, yeah. there was videos of him. Okay. Stuff. Um, but plus, he, with, with, plus with Tebow, like they're vulturing his job. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. you you stave off Tim Tebow. Yeah. You know, he's he's getting none of the spotlight. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their <laughs> But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> I love that one. Um so Trevor Lawrence signs his rookie deal. It's a four-year deal, 38.6 mil. Uh, he gets a 24 mil signing bonus. His salary cat or his salary hit for this year is 6.7 mil. Uh, he has uh, – it, it's standard with every uh, rookie who gets drafted in the first round. I think at the end of the four years they have a team option to bring him back, which I assume they will. Who knows, though? He might be a huge bust. I, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I doubt it too. No, it's uh... – it's kind of interesting with with the rookie deals for these really high end quarterbacks. Like with the fifth year option, that's five years where they're not making not superstar money. No. And if a franchise does it right, I think that they can be in a good spot to really maximize on them. Like after year one, like they basically have like those next four years to be like, hey, you gotta, we you got gotta, a window right now. Yeah, to go to- you got to go. During those five years, like that's kind of what they did with Trubisky. I know it didn't it didn't work, it did not pan out. But no. in in theory, if they had a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky, they had a 
pretty good team put around him. Very good team. And like lots of money allocated in spots that teams like who are strapped with a with a mega contract with a quarterback might not be able to do. Yeah. I feel like Jacksonville is kind of in that area where they might be able to maximize on this. I think they're doing that. I, I think yeah. we talked about them pretty positively on the show and, and that they, they've made they, some good signings. They seem like they're kind of headed in the right direction. So maybe in you know, next year or the year after, maybe they can be competing say, for a wild card three, spot. Year and three, it seems like. They'll have the next you know generational talent quarterback under a pretty cheap deal. And mm-hmm. this is how you get a Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl winner. Yeah. team this early on in their career i think yeah. this is the new the new mold in this contract i don't know how casey keeps everybody that doesn't make any sense to me they've they've had to they've had to make you know like tough decisions i mean they've had to rehaul like overhaul their offensive line That's they had to true. let sammy watkins go it's like <sighs> and they have to get cheaper they can i mean because yeah. they have guys like mahomes they have guys like chris jones they have guys like tyree kill travis kelsey these guys they're paying tyron matthew they're paying yeah. them top dollar so they have to kind of get cheaper in some in some areas. Yeah, you think about it, their defense really doesn't have that many big names. It's really Frank Clark's not there anymore, right? I have no idea. No clue. I think he went to Seattle. I think he's gone. I think you're right, actually. No. He's been gone for Could a minute. Be. Yeah. But yeah, they don't have a whole lot of big names on that D- defense. D Ford went to the Tyler Matthew. Yeah. He's still there. I probably bought this. But yeah, you get the yeah. point. They they don't they don't have a ton of of household names, a lot of spots they can just plug in guys because they are locked to Patrick Mahomes' ten-year yeah. contract plus a few other players. And if the Jags play their cards right; they can uh, avoid that situation for a couple of years and maybe win something. Yeah, maybe. I Doubtful though, because the they yeah. kind of suck. Yeah. Now, if you want to crown them, <laughs> then crown them, but they are who we thought they were. <laughs> All right, let's get into. Uh... This uh, little topical segment we got. All right, topical segment. Hit me with the air horns. Let's go, baby. We're gonna let's have, go. We're gonna already. I already know this. We're gonna have to find separate sounds for each of these because we ain't rolling with the air horn at the top of every. Oh one of these no! Segments. Every single segment from here on out is getting grieved by some air horns. Okay. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so for the topical segment, we're going to be discussing which division would have the best team if all four teams would be combined. I think the where we have to start is the is the. Oh, hold on, hold on. Sorry, just so I understand. Yes. The the idea of this segment is that we are taking each division and making them into like a mega team. So, I mean, in theory, we'll who would be teams. the best mega team? Yes, we'll have eight teams. Okay. AFC, uh, North, South, West, East, NFC, East, South, West, North. Yep, okay. So, uh, NFC West is probably where you have to start out with because, I mean, that team would be unbelievably stacked. Well, this is, this is a tough question with that division or that mega team. Uh, who who's starts the quarterback? quarterback? I think it's got to be Russ. Probably. Yeah. I think Stafford would probably be right there with Ky- Kyler. Although I'd probably oh, I'd bump him above yeah. Kyler Murray. I but mean, I mean, we're also a little bit biased. I don't think so, man. I think uh, I think two years into the Kyler Murray show, I've I've kind of been unimpressed. I have been too. But you think about the media. If if we're like looking at this from a media standpoint, they would definitely have Kyler ranked higher than Stafford. Now that Stafford's on the Lions, I, I don't know if I agree well, with that yeah. assessment. I don't know. Now now he's the Wonder Boy in L.A. So yeah. And he hasn't even played a snap yet. But who would start at running back? Uh, let's see. The Seattle Seahawks kind of have like a Chris Carson, Rashad Penny like combo. Cam Akers. He had a really good year last year. You got Raheem Mostert. Oh yeah, he's he's been pretty good for the Niners. I, I, I could not tell you who the heck starts. All, for all of those teams do a be, like a committee, committee yeah. system. So. Chris Carson's probably the biggest name. I think so, too. There. Yeah. The problem with guys like Mostert, like, he's obviously one of the fastest running backs in the NFL right now, but he's also, like, used very, in, like, very limited role. Yeah, he probably gets, like, 12 carries a game. I actually probably would say Cam Akers is probably the starter. Because, wow. yeah, because Kenyon Drake's not in Arizona anymore, so he would have oh, right. been good. Uh, who did they add there? They added someone uh, to go with um, Chase Edmonds. Oh, James Conner. 
Yeah. Yeah, no. It would, it would either be Cam Chris Akers. Carson's or Cam Akers. Cam Akers, too. He balled out last year. I think it would be Chris Carson, but agree to disagree. Okay. That wide awesome. receiver core. It's pretty nasty. DK. Yeah. Definitely Nuke. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah. would be super solid. And I don't know who the third one would be. Uh, you got George Kittle at tight end. I mean, Cooper Cup's pretty darn good. You got him, Cooper Robert Cup, Woods. A couple of the LA guys. I mean, I, I think Nuke and DK. Oh, God, Tyler Lockett. Lockett, too. Yeah. yeah putting him those in. would be the three right there. Yeah, I, I'd probably say Nuke number one, DK yeah. number two, and, and Lockett, Lockett number three. three. And then uh, I couldn't tell you. Nuke, sorry, uh, for, for those who don't know, Nuke is DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, defensive line, that would be terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald, Joey or uh, Nick Bosa. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. Oh, my God. That'd be a horrifying line. Yeah. And then, yeah, linebackers, they got like Bobby Wagner. They got, yeah. uh, I know the Rams have a couple of good linebackers too. I and, couldn't tell you any of Oh, them. Uh, who's the guy on the, I'm trying to think of the, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. The Cardinals would be really good. God. Stack 49ers defense. got Fred Warner. That dude's a beast. Jalen Ramsey's starting corner right there. I mean, just an absolutely stacked, stacked division. Now that Peterson is gone and, uh, oh, that's right. And, um, he went to Sherman. Is, I think he's no longer in San Francisco. So, yeah, yeah. The corners are impressive. A free agent, but they still do have probably the best corner in the NFL, yeah. Jalen Ramsey. So that that alone, that secondary is pretty still, pretty good edge. Yeah, I we've been saying it for a couple weeks. Probably the best division in the NFL. Yeah, one hundred percent. The talent is is unbelievable, and all these teams are like in a window to go compete for a Super Bowl right now. None of them are excluded from the race. Yeah, even the Cardinals like you can they, toss they, them in there for like a wild card run. Well, like I think it's pretty safe to assume that they're the last place team. Yeah, but they're still a pretty decent yeah. team. They're 100%. not like a horrible team, and we beat them. Hell yeah, we did. Yeah, we're gonna kick you in the teeth. <laughs> oh, we we are going back to uh, back to Arizona this year for our third year in a row. To yeah, play them. Yeah, so the second that they get back, you know, it's dropping on the pod. They're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay nfc north we gotta go quicker on this okay um aaron Rodgers starting a quarterback that's obvious yep you got uh not jared Goff. no okay. unfortunately not all right you got Devonte adams mm-hmm. uh you got justin jefferson or yeah. adam thielen coming out of there i think that's your one too yeah well alan robinson too man oh you got alan robinson yeah he. i'd say be, adams robinson yeah. and then like Jefferson, like as the number three yeah. spot. Actually, though, I am going to give the Lions. I'm going to give them two players here. I'll give them three players. I'm going to give them DeAndre Swift. Okay. Oh, and, point, Dalvin Cook yeah. and Aaron Jones. And you know what? Montgomery kind of lit the league on fire last year for a couple weeks. All right, scratch that one. Yeah. I'm going to give them Hawk uh, is the best tight end in the, in the division. Agreed. Okay, and I'm going to give them Jack Fox. Agreed. Best punter, yeah. maybe in the NFL. Probably in the NFL. So the Lions 100%. got two players. The rest of them, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. a kneecap off. Yeah. <laughs> There's work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, you know what, though? Our entire offensive line might be starting for that. Heck except yeah. maybe left guard. Yeah. Cause, or right guard. Right? Vitae's going right guard. Yeah, I'm trying to think if um, if the other team really is anyone. Bakhtiari. Yeah, he's pretty easy. But he's really coming good. off an ACL tear, so who knows? Man, the Lions got a they got a sexy O-line. Yes. It's, uh, yes, we do. It's really good. Yes, we do. Uh, Defensive-wise, I, I don't know who to highlight out of that. Well, I think the Packers with Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith are both very good oh, players. Yeah, you got, that's true. Um, you got, the Vikings have had some guys. They, yeah. They've had uh, Anthony Barr, who's pretty good. They got that uh, entire defense is so old now. Daniel Hunter's a beast coming off Chicago. Keem Hicks, yeah. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Um, who's the Georgia linebacker? Oh, Roquan. Roquan Smith. They also got uh, their safety, uh, Eddie Jackson. Eddie beast. Jackson. I do. I think he had a horrible season last year. I think he did fall off. Yeah, I remember yeah. it not being as as like good of a season from him last year. So yeah, NFC North very shaky. But right, okay, had some high points. But right now. We still have the NFC West. They're they're the winner of the of the yes. mega team ultimate mega death team fight death fight. Yes, that's uh, the name of the segment. NFC, mega team death fight, <laughs> divisional mega team death fight. NFC South, uh, gotta go Brady at Q. 
Uh, McCaffrey at running back. I'm just thinking here. You yeah. got Matt Ryan. Yeah. You got nobody else. It's Brady EQ. Christian McCaffrey at running back, oh, probably. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, Kamara's pretty good, though. Oh, shit. That's true. That would be wow. What a running back tandem that would be. Yeah. Uh, well, I get, think I still think you put CMC up there. Well, I don't think we're like with running backs here. We're kind of talking about it with the North. There's a lot of good ones. Like today's NFL, it's not going to be one running back to, uh, back there doing all the yeah. work. You're going to take the best in the division and put them on the field. Yeah. So like I think Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey together. Of all the teams, we all yeah. the mega teams we talked about, that's the best running back room. Wide receiver core, pretty stacked too. Mike Evans, Godwin, Godwin Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Defense, just put the Bucks out there with a couple other oh, players. Yeah, they're ferocious. Uh, we got Lattimore in New Orleans. Man, imagine if Luke Keekley was still in Carolina. Luke, oh God, I I think I would put that defense over NFC West. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Ta- I mean, Tampa's defense alone is, is ferocious. It's really, incredible. really good. It's really, yeah. really good. Um, I don't know who else. I don't think there's anybody else. Uh, tight end. Probably it's kind be, of a stinker, though, uh, I'm thinking. Well, like, Pitts. Yeah, they got Pitts now, yeah. I guess. Other than that, though. Yeah, all the other ones suck. Well, they don't suck. Tampa Bay has a decent tight end room. but Well, it's a good all, room, but no one's great. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Remember OJ Howard was like kind of a bust. I feel yeah. like <laughs> understatement. Um, all right, last NFC team, NFC East. Uh, just a dumpster fire. This is worse than the North, maybe. I think so. All right, well, hold on. Quarterback, you're probably gonna gotta say go Dak, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, running back, you got Saquon or Zeke. That's also Both. a very good solid, tandem. Yeah, very solid running back room there. Um. You got Amari Cooper. Who is it? It's Giants, Eagles, Eagles football Cowboys, team. and football team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you might as well just take Washington's defense. <laughs> just you might as well, put honestly, them up at there. this point. Giants have a couple maybe, of good guys. You maybe add Julius Micah Parsons. And, Micah and, Parsons. Just, sorry, that's Jabril. Literally nobody. I don't think you can put a single Eagles player on the, on the team. I want winners. You, don't I, want the you know what? You don't want the Eagles. No. I don't think you can put a single Eagles player on that team. I'm just imagining a scenario at camp where Nick Sirianni is trying to be cool with with the guys. They're just trying to earn their respect kind of thing because everyone knows he's like not, yeah. not any good. So he's just going to be doing this kind of thing. Bear me. Showing up to guys and just like trying to trying to vibe. <laughs> there's literally there's literally no context behind it too. He just walks up to guys. Bear me. Well, it's per- it's perfect like the clip from the show because like they're just yeah. in a car drinking water. He's like, oh, I just say beer when I want water. Yeah. Bear me. Uh, <laughs> that's literally what he does, no doubt in my mind. Uh, I just love ripping on Nick Sirianni on this show. I'm yeah. having a good time. If he's actually any good, I'm going to be in a lot of. Shit. I'm going to get some trouble. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Eagles are going to suck. Uh, wide receiver core in that division. That's pretty good. That's very good. That's pretty Kenny, good. Kenny, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. You're such a Lions homer that Kenny Galladay was the first oh, person yeah, said. Oh, yeah, Because, I mean, dude, he is so underrated. It's incredible. Um, And you got Scary Terry out of Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is that guy's name? McLaurin. 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 Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the Eagles, I think, th- so the Eagles and – no, just the Eagles. They they took a receiver in the first round this year. They got um, they got Devontae Smith. Yeah, that's yeah. you can probably already throw him in as like just a good receiver, like wide receiver six maybe. Yeah, well that's how good this thing is. Yeah, well that's how good the wide receiver core is. The rest of it, the running back's good. The quarterback is overrated in my opinion. Uh, but everything else is pretty bad. So I think, well, I guess the defense is somewhat decent. I th- I think it I think. It would go NFC West, NFC South, South, North, East. I'm actually a little, a little bit leaning towards South right now. Yeah, yeah, because they there's just so like the teams aren't that good by themselves. But you got Tom Brady. Yeah, and you got the same defense which they just won the Super Bowl with, and plus additions. plus all of those offensive weapons. Yeah, like from all the teams with CMC and Camara. I mean that's that's a pretty that's a pretty spicy combo. Yeah, I guess I would actually go south over west. Brady's a big part of it, honestly. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. 
But I think so. I think yeah. right now, West and South are kind of like fighting for that one, and one spot right in, the me- in the Mega Bowl. Yeah. Mega Death Bowl. All right, let's do AFC. AFC North. You got the Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. I think you start Josh Allen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Absolutely. Running back. (laughs) Oh, God, there's no good ones. Yeah, left Bells off the Jets. And I would even put him up there. (laughs) That guy stinks. Woof. Yeah, it's not I don't think there's a single running back. I mean, I know the Dolphins Dolphins have, like, Matt Breida and, like. Miles Gaskin. Oh. Yeah. That's a wash. Yeah, I don't think they're structure that any way you want. No, no running backs off the team. Wide receiver core not that hype. Yeah. obviously. Wide receiver core might not. I that... want winners. <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Uh... this is insane, <laughs> fool. Uh, the guy that Miami just drafted from Alabama. I guess you got to throw Jalen Waddle. I guess I gotta throw Parker in the Devontae Parker, maybe. Uh don't the Jets have somebody good? Corey Davis. Yeah. So good that he didn't get a second contract. God, this might be the worst team. It's offensively so far. It's very bad. Not good. Yeah. Uh that's the thing about like the Bills, right? Like Josh Allen, like that's a no brainer. He's the quarterback. But the thing about that offense is like it's kind of just like the pieces around him are like tailor made for that offense, and like yeah. it works well on that system. That's why guys like Cole Beasley yeah, and Smokey Brown say. are like mm-hmm. are like good weapons for him. Unfortunately, John Brown left. Oh yeah, you're right. He did. I have no idea where he went. Uh, but I mean, Diggs is the only player on there you could like pick him up and put him somewhere else, and he would still be like Very an A tier receiver. Yeah. So God, that's bad. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Defensive side of the ball, though, they're they're a bit better. Uh... Matthew Judon. The Dolphins' defense played pretty well last they year. They did. They got Xavier Howard is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Bills' defense isn't that bad either. It's just a lot of, like, against system stuff. Yeah. There's and, really no big names. And the Patriots are, are kind of the same way. Yeah. I know this season their offseason activities are pointing to a little bit more of, like, a like spending spree. Let's just put, you know – like notable names on the roster and like see if we Hunter can Henry, uh, Delaney Walker. Wait, is that the tight end? No, they got Hunter oh. Henry and they got um, the guy from the uh, Titans. That's Janu. Janu Smith. Yeah. I, I keep calling him Delaney. I'm so stuck in 2014. I, I think he's still on the street somewhere. I think he can. I wouldn't not be like, shocked. Not like actually on the street. Like, like in the league. He's like a free agent. Yeah. Right now. You know what he's going to say when he gets on a team? <laughs> or I guess he'd be saying I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's the worst team so far. That's horrible. That's the worst yeah. team. That's really bad. The highlight is Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and then the two tight ends that the Patriots just signed. Gilmore. I mean, and Gilmore. Let's say Gilmore. Um, I mean, who knows? He might be in there. Dark horse team, AFC South. Okay, so you got Derrick Henry running back. Derrick Henry running back. Julio, you got. Uh, I mean, should we AJ say AJ Brown? Should we say Deshaun Watson? Uh, he is a Houston Texan right now. Yeah, I guess you because it's either to. him or or Wentz, Wentz or Tannehill, or Tannehill or Lawrence. Which I guess, yeah. It's hard to project with a rookie here. I know. I that would be that would be the only runner up to this. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we will say yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I just for so. the sake the sake of the exercise. Yeah, uh, you basically plug in the Colts defense. Yeah, but Jacksonville's got some good. Pieces Jacksonville too. has some good pieces. Yeah, like uh, you got Josh Allen on the defensive the defensive line who's really good. They got uh, Miles Jack, who's a good just linebacker. Signed that Griffin kid from Seattle. I love how I say kid. He's probably older than me. Actually, he's age. probably not, dude. Yeah, he probably isn't. It's so We're weird now. It's so weird watching guys in the league that are actually younger than you. Weird switch up. Zach Wilson looked like a twelve-year-old boy when he yeah. got drafted. They he had did. like a picture of him on like the NFL's Insta, and it was like him next to Brady. And it was like teasing a Bucks Jets matchup, and like Brady looks like a <laughs> man, like a legit yeah. man. And he doesn't look bad at all for his no, age. He looks amazing. No, he for looks. His age. I mean, 
TB12. Yeah, he's living the life. And yeah. like, <laughs> Zach Wilson looks like he's about 12 years old. Yeah. It's crazy. He's got that Mormon look. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, the wide receiver core in that division is very good. I mean, really, I guess it's just the Titans. I mean, the Colts really don't have anybody spectacular. You got Marvin Jones uh, in Jacksonville now. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? The, uh, DJ Shark is good. DJ Shark. Good player. They had another one. I feel like they just signed. That was actually somewhat decent. But, yeah, I mean, the highlight is A.J. Brown and Julio. And then after that, I mean, really, you, you plug in the Colts defense. Yeah, it's it's a, with yeah, a couple of pieces from the Jags. Yeah, maybe a piece or two from from the Titans as well. Yeah. It, Titans. Are, I don't know who the hell you would add off that team. Titans are another one of those teams. It's just like it's a good system team. It seems yeah. like, and they just they yeah. do really well with yeah. their system. And Tannehill has been thriving in their system. I don't. He's not for this the mega team. Tannehill's not going to get that spot. No, no, but for his team, he's in a very good spot. Yeah, we. I feel like we did just gloss over Wentz though. I mean, is it not even worth discussing? No, I don't. Until really, he proves all? it. Until he proves it, no. Because he he's had some pretty good years. I, he had one good year. No, he had one great year. He had one great year, and he's well, had, MVP worthy year. Yeah, and he's absolutely had, granted. And he's probably had two or three good years. Oh, last year was good. Last good? year was very bad. Yeah, remember yeah, remember the year before that. that he carried Philly to the playoffs. Like that whole roster was injured, and he carried them there. I guess Lucas is rolling his <laughs> rolling his eyes as he's t- as he's uh, talking about this. I'm pissed I now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, let's. You know what? I said that might have been a dark horse team. I don't think it is anymore. I think that team is very bland. Better than the AFC East, but still very bland. Sorry, my text message just went off. That's all right. Um, AFC North. Dark horse team. All right. Quarterback is tough, actually. Because uh, you got Joe well, Burrow, you got Lamar, you got yeah, Baker, Baker, and uh, Big Ben's out of the conversation. Yes, Sorry. absolutely. Uh, I don't think you can throw Joe Burrow in there. I think it's – I. I'm not going to say Lamar. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to say Baker. Yeah. I feel comfortable saying Baker. I mean, you have some bias. Yeah, but in, the, in this exercise, we are – picking the best cream of the crop and Lamar has obvious mechanical problems that don't make him better than Baker. I feel like we would be, if we were a big podcast, I feel like we'd be castrated for this. <laughs> Why? Cause Lamar is an MVP. I, you and I both agree, but I think like we would, if, if we had a lot of people listening, I feel like people would go, what the f- are you guys talking about? Well, I mean, we're building the best mega teams. Yeah, and I think you play I, to win the you game. You play to win the game. You're not picking Lamar, and we're not picking Lamar. He's I, a freak athlete, I but Baker's a better passer. He can't throw the football. You know what I'm doing? I'm picking Baker at quarterback. I'm drafting Lamar at running back. His well, true position. G- give him, give him the Taysom Hill, uh, like Denard yeah. Robinson, offensive weapon role on the mega team. Yeah. Okay. Like he's definitely running wild. He's definitely like a good enough quarterback to start on a mega team. Yeah. But he is not better than Baker in this exercise for the AFC's North mega team, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, running back, uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, those two. Not you can say Najee Harris, maybe not too. Who knows? Uh, I'm high maybe. on him, man. Yeah, you are really high on him. Why? Because I'm having flashbacks to when. Lev Bell was uh, ripping up the league with the Steelers. I guess their uh, offensive line is a uh, dog dookie uh, now. It's not nearly as good. Uh, wide receiver core. Um, I, unfortunately, I think you got to put Juju I and think Odell you do in have there. To put Juju and Odell. I hate both of them. Yeah. Um, Tyler Boyd would be an underrated pick. Jamar Chase now, right? Jamar Chase is now in there. I think he'd probably be on that. I, there are a lot of like, there's a lot of name brand stuff going on in here, but like, there's I think with all the other mega teams, there's a lot of better. You got Chase cores. Claypool. Yeah, I don't know. I think the AFC South has a better receiver core than this. You think like you put like the top names out there? Mm, uh, AFC South or NFC South? 
Well, NFC South 100%. Yeah, that's does. that's a no-brainer. I was saying that this one, AFC South probably rivals this one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a toss-up, but yeah. God, can you imagine if Julio was still on Atlanta? Yeah. That, oh, man. oh, my God. That would be a, just an absolute abomination of a receiver core. And by abomination, I mean really good. Um, I wish I had the I like that drop. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Uh, and then defense, I mean, Baltimore has a ton of good players. Cleveland has an ungodly amount of good players. Yeah, their secondary is nasty. Their their defensive line is yeah, Jadavion oh, Clowney Miles and Miles Garrett. Garrett. Uh so yeah, no, that team that team is super stacked. That defense could rival the NFC South yeah, defense. And those I think, I think so we're too. talking about as the two best and Jadavion, TJ Watt. I forgot about him. Miles Garrett. Man. And then whoever from Baltimore. They have to have one good edge rusher on that team. That's that's really good. Uh Minka Fitzpatrick out there. Devin Bush, linebacker. That that team that team is a dark horse. That's a really good team. I mean, I feel like you've crowned four dark horses at this point. Uh I took it back on the AFC South. Cause that was not a dark this horse. This is insane, you fool. <laughs> there's one there's one dark horse team, it's the AFC North. Okay. And then obviously still the, still, still not the winner though. No, nah, I don't think so. I think it's still between the NFC South and West at this point. Yeah. Uh, AFC West. This this might be like the biggest. Dark horse. No. I'm saying it. Like, this is a dark horse. I think this is the biggest flop. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It seems like you look at it like from afar, you're like, oh, AFC West would be dominant. But like I'm starting to kind of like think about it, and I don't know if it would be. All right. Well, obviously Patrick Mahomes. Obviously. Uh, uh, running backs, you have like Eckler, you have Melvin Gordon, whoever the Chiefs are trotting out, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Hilaire uh, and Raiders got uh, Kenyan, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh, and, Jacobs. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is pretty decent. He pretty is pretty decent. I think I think he'd probably he probably RB one. Yeah, him or so. Eckler. Um, receiver core obviously you got Tyree Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. I mean, he's not that good, I guess. Jerry Judy. Same deal. Corin Sutton's pretty good. Travis Kelsey at tight end, obviously. And then, yeah, I honestly, I don't think that defense is very good either. Uh, you got a couple people. You got Joey Bosa. You got Nick, uh, <laughs> Chris Jones. Chris got Jones. Defensive tackle is pretty good. Tyron Matthew, Derwin James, if he's, if he's healthy. I, man, I don't even think we can say Von Miller anymore. Nah. Bradley Chubb's pretty Bradley Chubb. Uh, they got good corners, too. They got uh, Kyle Fuller. They just brought in. They drafted um, Sertain. There's some there's some decent players. But, I mean, yeah. we might as well just cut it short with this team because, like, they're it's not. A, it's underwhelming. They're not going to They're not going to challenge no. any of the other ones. No. So we're just Super doing Super one, one, one Super from Bowl. each, one conference. mega Super yes. Bowl, mega team deathmatch yes. Super Bowl. AFC North goes. Yes. And then our, now we have to decide if it's West or South for the NFC. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going to say the South. I think I'm going to say the South right now. I think I think the South wins it too. I think the running back committee has a big part oh, to do yeah. with it. Like the the, the NFC West does not have. Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara level talent. They just yeah. have lots of good rotational players. Yeah. And the receiving core is better in the South. I think you got Tom Brady yeah. leading the team. And you got that Tampa Bay defense with some other plucked pieces from other teams. Like that's mm-hmm. that's ferocious. And that is. I it, think they win it all. The West I think is they re- beat the North. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. I think uh I think like the real mega bowl matchup, death match, matchup, death match should have been <laughs> Uh, should have been uh, the NFC West versus NFC South, but since we can't do two NFC teams, we no. got to put the North in there from the AFC, and yeah. they aren't gonna they aren't gonna beat the South. No, I don't think so. So NFC South is your is your uh, crown them. Cr- you got anything we can play for them? Crown them. <laughs> if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. If you want to crown them, then they crown their ass. ass. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. <laughs> AFC or uh, NFC South wins the ultimate mega death bowl. Let's go!
All right, Detroit Lions segment. Al, you already know what to do. We're going to kick you in the teeth. Absolutely. Give right. me some air horns. We're going to kick you in the teeth with, <laughs> with, yeah. with some news, some yes. conversation. Uh, so, Dan Campbell, uh, two headlines I want to talk about. Uh, the first one, uh, in CBS Sports, the latest ranking of 32 head coaches in the National Football League, Campbell was ranked 31st. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We are about to go to CBS, the headquarters, and bite some kneecaps off because uh, that's absolutely we're ludicrous. Kick you in the teeth. Um, and we're going to kick you in the teeth. Do you want to take a guess at who was ranked 32nd? I mean, is it our uh, punching bag on the show, Nick Sirianni? <laughs> no. 32nd, then Zach Taylor, probably. No. Wow. Uh, all right. I'll take one more stab at it. David Coley. Wow. All right. Okay. Third time's the charm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so David Coley was the only one ranked to lower, um, which means that Sirianni uh, and uh, Zach Taylor and uh, a whole slew of other coaches were ranked higher. Um, I don't know how you can rank him this. I mean, if you're going to do a ranking of the 32 head coaches, you have to rank all 32. Uh, but what what was the article, some of their parameters as to why they ranked him this low? Because here's what comes to mind for me, making an argument for why he could be that low. He's kind of a rookie head coach. Kind of not, though. But mm-hmm. he is a rookie head coach. He's got a very not good roster on paper. And lots of people probably don't see this team. Making a lot of noise. Right. Yeah. So those two things, I guess, I can... I can see why they put him that low, but outside of that, I don't really, I don't understand why someone like Nick Sirianni is higher than than him on the list. I would I would want Dan Campbell over him. I feel like. Uh, here's here's the quote: We have little doubt he'll bring energy to Detroit, which sorely lacked a fight under Matt Patricia. Is that I'm kick you in the teeth? Yeah, is that not the statement of the year? Um, the Lions aren't counting on big wins from him in 2021 either, but he's never coordinated an offense despite years of tight end work and a brief interim uh, brief interim stint with Miami. The locker room. Well, that's sorry to cut you off. That's that's a I guess that's a valid criticism, but like he worked under Sean Payton. Yeah. One of the most like offensively geared coach like talented offensive coaches in the NFL for a long time. Uh the locker room may well cherish his NFL background and unpolished aggression, which uh, we both uh, love, uh, but he's still got a lot to prove, which, fair. The, yeah, there's there are some fair, valid points in there. But uh, I, I, okay, keep going. Sorry. Th- that, that was the quote. I was just going to say, I don't understand how you put Sirianni over him. This is insane, you fool. Exactly. That is insane. He's really the only one that I am like – how can Dan Campbell be lower than him? Yeah. That's the only like I think everyone else you could you can make, make an, argument. an argument for. And obviously we have a a biased opinion on it because he's the yeah. coach of our Detroit Lions. Yeah. We're going to kick you in the teeth. And so I'm just going to play that sound drop like oh, every, a million times. Every show. 20 seconds, please. Because uh any time we talk with the Lions, yeah. that's the first thing that goes to my mind. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of BS, and I really uh, I, I'm glad that they they don't focus on it too much. Like I don't think they they've answered maybe like one question about it, and just saying like yeah, no, we don't really pay any attention to it. But how, they they didn't even list off all the uh, really solid talent surrounding him though, which was yeah, that's something that a lot of these other guys don't have. They oh, don't yeah. have Anthony Lynn as a defensive coordinator. They don't have Deuce offensive, Staley. Offensive Sorry, offensive coordinator. They don't have Deuce Staley. They don't have John Dorsey. They don't have Brad Sherlock Holmes. Like they don't have these like they don't have the linebacker coach from Chicago. He's got so much talent around him that that, yeah. that should elevate him a little bit on that list. I know. It really should. I like the fact that they put David Coley behind him because, I mean, what the hell is that going to do? Well, they're the only team in the NFL that probably has a more talent-poor roster than us. Yeah. Right now. If, if they don't have Deshaun Watson, 100%. It's funny. They, they made a bunch of uh, they made a bunch of moves to really solidify that that quarterback room if he's not there. They have three Tyrod. quarterbacks in the roster that aren't Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah. And all of them probably are capable of, of playing, not to Deshaun Watson's level, but yeah. playing. I think there's also a lot of coaches that – aren't 
it's so hard to say because we haven't seen Dan Campbell coach yet. I'm just saying this because I'm a Lions fan. I feel like there are coaches that aren't as good as him, but just have better rosters. Like a Zach Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, like, I don't think Matt LaFleur is that good of a coach. Mm. He's got Aaron Rodgers. I kind of disagree with you on that. Really? Hmm. You have to be a good coach to come in and go to back-to-back NFC title games. I guess so. Like That's, that's fair. You could just say they just have Aaron Rodgers, but Mike McCarthy didn't even get there for uh, a solid decade of, of You bring up a valid point now. So, congratulations. Look at me when you're talking <laughs> to me! I, for the record, I was looking Al dead in the eyes as we were saying that. It's more just like a spite, like yeah. a spite, yeah. angry <laughs> kind of thing. Um, okay, so let, let's go on to the other, other article then. Uh, this one's just kind of funny. Um, he said to his players, uh, honestly, day one, I said, look, I'm not carrying your toilet paper around. I'm not going to wipe your butt. You're going to wipe your own butt. You handle it and I'll treat you like men until you prove otherwise. We're going to kick you in the teeth. And, uh, man, he's just such a, a he's a quote machine. He's a fountain of of, of juicy quotes. He is. He's just, he's having a fun time. Uh, this quote, that's got a little bit of that hard ass, like Matt Patricia kind of like vibe a little bit. It's coach speak. Uh, where I feel like it's different from Matt Patricia is that he didn't treat them like men. He treat them. He treated them like little boys. Yeah. And like he was the elder and demanded respect and kind of just stomped his foot. I made the greatest play in Super Bowl history. And was like, I went out on the field. Stop taking pictures with other corners. It makes you look like you're sucking them off. I forgot about all that. You know, like, you know, this this quote's funny, but like beneath it, I feel like it's a nice sign. You know, I feel like it's it's nice to see the the head coach come out and say, like, I'm going to treat this, you know, like we're equals. Like he wants input from the players. He wants them to respect him. And he knows that for them to respect him, he has to respect them. I guess it's just more of this, um, of this new era of, of Lions football that we're looking forward to where it seems like to, it's more a more collaborative environment yeah. and where people are listening to other people's thoughts and opinions on things rather than shut up. I made the greatest play in Super Bowl history. Yeah. My friend, the GM hired me from the Do you Patriots. see this pencil? I am a genius level IQ, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it's more just like positive affirmation that we're headed in a more uh, collaborative environment and they're going to be treated with respect and people are going to be heard and not yeah. talked down to, like, in a super derogatory way. A very bad way. Yeah, I guess, I guess I see it. It's ultimately, though, man, it's just, it's just more hard ass coach speak and, like, mm-hmm. That is the problem that a lot of these guys will fall into with like their their quotes and stuff, with just a lot of like saying something without saying not saying anything. What are you like? What are your? We're a couple months into the experience here with Dan Campbell. We obviously have yet to see a snap of of real football or even preseason football be played. But sitting here a couple months removed, he is our coach now. This is the direction of the team. What is like? Where are your expectations at with with him this year? Like, what do you need to see from him? Is it a win total thing, or is it just like how he is around the team to say, "Yeah, okay, like we're we're in a good spot with him." I think it needs to be mentality, um, and like fundamentals. That's really what I. But but, see. dude, I mean, that's the kind of shit Patricia was saying. He was. Just saying, I know he like, was saying it, but fundamental. He was, he was never shown on the field. He was <laughs> never shown on the field. Yeah, like like tackling. Was a huge issue. You want to talk about boring ass coach speak? I, I was uh I was going through some stuff this morning looking for some sound clips and like I looked up Matt Patricia. I was like, is there anything stupid he said that would be funny? I'm gonna pull that clip of him saying he made the greatest play in Super Bowl history yeah. eventually. But no, I mean all of it's just total bullshit. Like answers, just like oh we gotta we gotta work. That, that's exactly and we what gotta we gotta blah blah blah. We gotta yeah. we gotta make adjustments. They never made adjustments. No, not never. they never made them. No. Uh, Sorry, just a side tangent there. but Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, yeah, th- that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, he preached fundamentals, but it was never shown on the field. Not actually implemented. I feel like we shouldn't see false starts at home. Hardly ever. 
we shouldn't see holding penalties. I mean, obviously you're going to see holding penalties, but we shouldn't see that. Well, much. also it's the Lions versus the refs almost yeah. every game. Like so. stupid penalties should not be happening. So cleaner, cleaner and like yeah. smarter foundational stuff is, is a key aspect of yeah, his year one for you. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for me it's it's he's got to he's got to win over he's got to win over the team and he's got to win over the fans because I don't think like we've obviously been talking about him to death because he's like the new name yeah. right now. But Joe Hodges. Schmall on the street probably doesn't have too much of a, an opinion on Dan Campbell and like no. probably has very low opinions on the Detroit Lions as of right now because of the last couple of years. I mean, normal people just watch the Thanksgiving game yeah. and then usually maybe like one or two other ones and this last Thanksgiving game we got like destroyed decimated. by a terrible touchdown. she got fired. So I think you're right. Opinions on this team are very low. As this article points out that they are ranked number 31 in the head coach rankings. They really need to do a good job of like reshaping the image of, of this team. Which, yeah, I feel like that's going to be extremely hard to do considering that, you know, it's funny. I was out to dinner uh, with some uh, some of my girlfriend's family the other day. And uh, we were talking about expectations. We were doing having the same exact conversation. And uh, her dad asked me, what do you think, like, the win total will be? And I was like, five. Five or lower. But did you, did you frame that as, like, as, like, disappointed five? Or no. Like, I said that as an optimistic five. Uh, and What was his reaction? You know, him, uh, him and I was – the other guy there was uh, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend. And he was like, no, we need to aim higher than that. I feel like we can get like 10 wins. And I was like, no, I, I really don't think we can. Like this team is so incomplete, uh, especially on the defensive side. I mean, I, they would throw this man a parade. Oh, absolutely. If, if he came in year one with this roster that has a bazillion holes and so much room to grow that they somehow nab a wild card spot or something. Yeah, I mean, it would be insane. God. It would be absolutely ludicrous. Um this is insane, <laughs> but that's why I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be hard for him to win over the locker room. I really don't. I think that he is going to be a good team leader from a head coach. Yeah, well, that's standpoint. that's his number one selling point, right? It is. is. That he's kind of like a rival. I, I really do think it is. Um, winning over the city is borderline impossible because I mean, like you you said it. There are so many fans not like us where. They are non. Uh, they are not intellectuals, uh, such as you and I. Uh, I want winners. <laughs> they're very, they're very surface level fans. Yeah. And when they see the Lions lose, they're going to go Dan Campbell's fault. Which I don't think is always going to be the case. Like this team is not good. Well, and then like your your, hold on. Girlf- girlfriend's sister's, sister's boyfriend. boyfriend. His opinion on uh, the Lions needing to aim higher and get ten wins. Like for me, that's that's not even in the conversation about having Dan Campbell having a good first year. Yeah, like because the win total, they could win three games, and I could still be like, he had a good year. Yeah, but he could also win seven games, and I could be like, he had a good year. Yeah, like the win total is not as important to me. It's really just like making sure that you're one of this thing. We are maximizing every area that we can possibly maximize. Mm-hmm. Really like sh- seeing real tangible pro- like progress the whole year and that there's like something that we are building towards going forward. That That is like number one. I need to see that from him. And they're going to be patient with him because they've given him that contract for like yeah. six years or whatever. He's going to have at least two, three seasons, you'd think, mm-hmm. to make this thing happen. And I, I think so far everything is going – pretty good i mean i'm more impressed with brad holmes at this point because he's done more well i guess we'll wait and see i'm I'm optimistic but those are kind of my bare bones like terms as to like this is a definitive successful first year for him yeah so I, i think the two things uh to circle back two things that i'm looking for this year Obviously, fun, fundamentals. It's funny. These are the two things that I think Matt Patricia never actually did. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals and adjustments. I feel like if if we're on a three-game losing streak this year, I want to see things change. I want us to see, like, oh, we're not blitzing Man, that was, at all. that was so aggravating. Because, I mean, Patricia didn't blitz, blitz in week one, and we would go two and seven, and then in week ten, he's still not blitzing. He's still yeah. rushing three. If you want to crown him, then crown him. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was who we thought he is. <laughs> he sucks. It was so it was so aggravating going week to week and watching him try out the same scheme, the same exact. And they would get scheme. beat the same way, he, and the players yeah. would talk after the game and say, "We knew what they were going to do." Yeah, and, exactly. And, they, and that happened several times, literally all the time, all the time. He would always send three, no blitzing, so our corners would get absolutely burned. Uh, so. If if Dan Campbell wants to try that same shit in week one and it doesn't work, I want to see him come out in week two and have five people rushing the quarterback almost every play. I think I think that they're pretty aware of that. Yeah, I think that that's probably a point for them to like. They've made it enough of a point, like we've been saying, to talking about how collaborative they're trying to be. Yeah. They've made a point to talk about it. Yeah, so that makes me think that they're definitely thinking about that they need to be like adjusting things as they move forward based on like the information available not like the hubris of one genius yeah and i think that this is truly the year to do it because i mean that is how you're going to find out what you have like you're going to see players succeed in different schemes you're going to see players fail in others and him coming from a sean payton led saints team sean payton is about one of the most flexible yeah, like minds in football, I would think like you see him rolling out new schemes and systems like every couple of years and like changing the way that some positions are utilized and stuff like Jimmy Graham was like dominant, like for the first couple of years that he was on the Saints, like the running game has always been really, really good. Their yeah. passing game has been really good and they found ways to capitalizing guys like Michael Thomas. Like He's always adjusting. Yeah. So that's that's a team that like Dan Campbell got to be a part of for a while. And I think that hopefully he picked up on some of those good habits and we'll we'll see that kind of translate here hopefully i mean that would be phenomenal i mean uh yeah i mean like you said sean payton maximizes what he has he turned michael thomas who runs 99.9 percent of his routes are slants and he's one of the best wide receivers in football right you know so maximizing your talent making adjustments throughout the year and preaching fundamentals would be if he could nail those three things and we go one and 16, I'll say that's a good year. We're going to bite a kneecap off. And you know what? I actually want to see a Lions player bite a kneecap off. That'd be pretty good. That would be hype. He's kind of promised that. He's kind of got to deliver on that, I feel like, a little bit. That is an expectation. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. We're going to kick you in the teeth. Uh <laughs> uh thank you for bearing with us throughout our technical difficulties hopefully we're uh, back on track next week i'm sure i'll find my laptop somewhere yeah lucas uh lucas texted me he's like hey is my backpack in the basement where we record and i'm like no and he's like oh well my mic and computer are in there yeah no so that's how we started the show my backpack which literally has my microphone and my laptop and we we always record off my laptop so it's uh we're 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 <laughs> We're dealing with some technical difficulties, but we'll get it back on track next week. Promise that. Let us know what you think about the soundboard. Um, probably went a little overboard on some things today. We're gonna get Just more. Fun. We're gonna get more sound bites. Yeah, we we blasted through. I think everything that we of have them. pretty yeah. much. So we're gonna have to. We'll definitely well, you know, get a lot. I, I don't more. think we, I don't think we played this one. Hold on. We're gonna kick you in the teeth. <laughs> no, we we did play that one. We did. I'm sorry. That one we did play. <laughs> No, I think we've played that one once okay. or twice. Um, but, but, yeah, thank you again for listening in. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Gridiron Zeros. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Gridiron Zeros Pod. Uh, anything else we need to add? Uh, no, let's get out of here. Uh, play me off with some air horns, baby. <laughs> See you next week. Love you, Alan. See you next week. Thank you.